Welcome, everybody, to Flickr Effect, episode 289, and we're getting close to 300. I mean, damn. (laughs) It is Sunday, (laughs) April 7th, as we're recording this one. Uh, I'm David Lott. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, Hi. What's up, guys? Uh, plenty to talk about. Kind of had a weekend off last weekend because of WonderCon, though we did record an episode, uh, but uh, it was just all about WonderCon. So back back to talking about movies. Uh, it was opening weekend for Shazam and Pet Cemetery, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, last weekend, Dumbo dropped, and at least uh, I know Michelle saw that. I don't know if anyone else did, but so we'll be talking about that too, probably some other stuff. Uh, anyway, everyone recovered from WonderCon. We're all, all back to our jobs. Mm. Back to yeah, life. Back to real life. WonderCon is not quite the same recovery time that it takes for San Diego Comic-Con, obviously, because it's just the three days and even that Friday is truncated. But there still is a little bit of an adjustment after that Sunday to Monday, just because typically if you've been going the, the full weekend – there's a lot of walking around that's involved and checking out a lot of stuff and you're staying out later maybe than normal. So it, it, there still is a slight adjustment coming back down from the WonderCon vibe, but it's it's absolutely not as bad as uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I, I remember I used to always take a day off after Comic-Con that Monday just to be able to kind of wind down because you would think it's four days or whatever of vacation and fun but it's it's it gets hectic and you need a a day to kind of recover let your body kind of get readjusted because especially back in the day when we would always kind of camp out and you'd have those restless nights because you'd have to get up early to get back in line and you're staying up late to start the line so yeah uh, WonderCon is nowhere near as bad as recovering as it is for San Diego no, it's not. You're right, but I had it's to, not. But it's. I was just gonna say I had to fly back. At least I had that. But otherwise, you're yeah. right. No, no real recovery. What were you gonna say, Yasha? No, basically the same thing. Just kind of reiterate what Bobby said. It's like you, Bobby, you're not you're not wrong for taking that extra day when it comes to San Diego Comic Con because there is so much walking, there is so much to do, uh, there is so much to see, and even after doing the whole weekend and being there and feeling like you've seen almost everything as much as you as you possibly can, I feel like I personally, I'm always missing something, which is like a constant feeling of like, I need to walk the floor even more. Even when you start to get familiar with it, you just have a familiarity with it, but you're still has this, have this feeling of like, well, did I see everything? Did I get an opportunity to experience everything? Is there something that I missed? Is there some sort of, um, a testament to like the, the whole experience of Comic-Con that I, that I'm not getting or anything like that. At least that's how I kind of feel. Which is one of the reasons why, you know, even being a WonderCon, it's just like, okay, let's, I'm just going to go walk the floor. I'm just going to go walk the floor. I'm going to go look around. I'm going to go walk, walk around and do X, Y, and Z. I don't want to see this panel. But, you know, seeing a panel is like there's an hour gone that I could have been walking the floor and missing out on something. So I, I just, I totally get it. It's a lot of fun. Well, uh, let's jump right into it, shall we? Shazam finally dropped this weekend. Uh, there were some earlier showings, what, like a week or two ago? And I don't think it was about two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't think any of us got a chance to see that. <laughs> so well, the Hollywood opening premiere was while you guys were on WonderCon, right? But yeah, those Fandango showings mm-hmm. I think were the week before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could have seen it earlier, but we all saw opening weekend, I believe. And uh, no, I don't yeah. have the bowl of destiny in front of me. If somebody wants me to grab it, I can. <laughs> nah. Uh, or or we can. You uh, have it. I have it. Oh, you yeah. have it. Look at that. Why don't you do the honors Look today? At that. I've got it. Got the, got the who, right who, here. Who's going to share their Shazam thoughts first? Shazam. 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 Come on, Bull. What's up? All right. It's Bobby. 
yes. Okay, so. <laughs> <she's>, damn. <laughs> Poor Yasha. <laughs> Man, he's so happy. All right, Bobby. So Shazam is here. Latest movie from DC. What do you think? So Shazam was a character that I had a lot of love for growing up between the ages, I think, of probably about 10 to 13. I don't know if you guys ever remember. There was like an old TV show that was like Captain Marvel, I I think. uh, I forget what it was called, but I used to watch that. And then um, growing up, I, I started to like the comic even slightly maybe a little bit more than Superman at the time, just because of the concept of this kid, Billy Batson, being able to turn into a superhero. I mean, the idea of it is just so well in that range of like what a kid fantasy would be. As you're a kid, you're going around the school or going around your backyard pretending you can fly and have all all these superpowers. So to have a character that is actually of that age of uh, of you, to be able to have this ability to turn into this superhero is such a cool thing. And I always thought it would make for such a cool movie. And then um, you flash forward to today where the, the comics have sort of changed and evolved from what it used to be back in the day. At that time, there was a lot of um, uh, sort of a Boy Scout G. Golly Willikers, you know, idea for the character who was very clean. I mean, he made Superman look dirty in a way just because of how clean cut he was as a character. But they updated the character back during the New 52 to where he was more um, the Billy Batson as a character was more rough around the edges. He he was a little bit rebelled a little bit more. Um, he wasn't so squeaky clean himself, and therefore. The Shazam, or at the time, obviously Captain Marvel, that he turned into, was more um, reflective of that, and so it is today. Um, the movie, when they first announced Zachary Levi was going to play Shazam, to me, I was like, I could see that. It was hard to see in a physicality form, but I could see it in a mentality form because of who Zachary Levi is. And Zach Levi, he's always been someone who's sort of one of us as a, a geek, uh, a person who upholds nerd culture, and he has his own nerd HQ stuff. So it's it's fit right into that of ability for him to be able to take on this character. And the the idea of what this movie is, is essentially they've taken that big format and made it into a superhero. And I think I went in expecting from based on the reviews Everyone said the movie was just a, a fun, entertaining movie, um, good for all ages kind of movie, but has some elements of darkness. And I, I mean, I, I can't dispute any of those things. Uh, to me, it was fun and it was lighthearted. Um, it had a, its element of heart. Uh, some of the things that I really liked about it was that it takes certain sort of superhero tropes when you think something's going to happen and it kind of tweaks it or flips it a little bit to where you're like, oh, okay, I was expecting him to do this. And they kind of uh, flipped it on his head a little bit. So that's kind of cool. And the other aspect that I liked about it is that it's steeped into this DC universe world that we've come to know because they reference Batman and they reference Superman and, and other DC characters. So it it feels like it's part of that world, but it's still its own thing. It's its own story, and it's not uh, forced in there to me. It feels very organic and natural because it's a bunch of kids talking about other superheroes. So, of course, it seems natural that they would come up in conversation. And I, I like that idea that that world still is here, and it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere anytime soon. And it can be built upon with all these other characters that can eventually, maybe if they want to do another Justice League movie, have something very interesting there. But um, the the character of Billy Batson is a character that I think a lot of kids would relate to today just because, you know, he's, he's a bit kind of uh, standoffish. He, he kind of uh, has that heart, but he doesn't really have the, the, the experience of background 
to know how to effectively uh, show that heart to other people and let other people in. So you get his story. And then obviously the aspect of Shazam is, is where the, the real fun begins because it's the whole origin story aspect and discovering your powers and, and what they can do and how to do them. And, and there's a lot of fun in that. And I think uh, the DC and, and Warner Brothers made a good choice in, in going this direction with the movie because it really fits the tone of this character in today's society and um, the actors who were in it and even the the best friend that was uh, Freddie in the movie, he he adds a, le- a level of um, entertainment and, and fun that you would have like as that best friend, sort of like the Genki role that's in Spider-Man, um, not into the Spider-Verse, but in, in the comic books, the, the best friend character that's like, knows the the identity the secret identity and is trying to get all the fun out of it because they themselves don't have that ability so they're like you know if they were the roles were reversed they'd be having a blast but they can't so they sort of live vicariously through that best friend that that does so i I liked all elements of it and have maybe a few hand uh, a few nitpicks but aside from that i really thought it was a fun movie and i think it's another one that to me is solid in the entry for uh dc and makes me look forward to what else uh comes out next cool all right uh bowl of, bowl of destiny destiny operator bowl of destiny operator that's the Who, who's next you are, David. What? You are. Awesome. Never let him touch the ball again. What? I kind of wanted to go, but. Oh, well, you can go. We don't have to. Oh, no. The bowl has spoken. Oh, please. All right, I'll go. You dare defy the bowl of destiny? I don't know. I don't know if I believe the bowl today. Uh, so, Shazam. Uh, yeah, I, I've been pretty pumped about this. The more and more I've seen it uh, leading up to the movie, I I did, as we talked about on the last episode, I did watch what we were shown at WonderCon for Shazam, even though it was coming out in like a handful of days. And I was kind of torn about that. Bobby, I know you kind of looked down and resisted watching anything they showed us. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I watched it. I After I watched it, I wasn't like, oh man, I feel like anything was ruined. I mean, you know, it, it was what it was. And, uh, yeah, I, I love the movie. I thought it was really good. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, my knowledge of Shazam going into it was basically based on a somewhat recent DC animated one. I forget what the name of that one was called. Uh, came out a handful of years ago, I think. Otherwise I never really read Shazam comics as a kid or anytime recently. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. You're right. It it goes sometimes it, it does things I didn't expect. I mean, I've got some maybe nitpicky kind of complaints about it. But overall, I really enjoyed Zachary Levi in the role as kind of expected. I, based on the trailers and clips we've seen, I, I was pretty certain I was going to lo- love him in the part. And, and it, indeed, he doesn't disappoint. And everyone in the movie is really good. The movie does have a lot of heart. And I, I'd heard that a lot before I saw it and indeed the, this story about this this excuse me this family he's in it I I really really enjoyed it um yeah I mean there, there's some aspects of it like for example you know without getting into spoilers you know if I do have one major problem with the movie it's the fact that this movie everything about the marketing of this movie everything about the look of this movie to me screams a family fun family friendly kind of film like family of all ages yes of all pretty much all ages like I definitely seriously considered taking my seven-year-old at some point to see this I'm like man this really strikes me as a superhero movie he might really enjoy I I will not be taking my seven-year-old to see this movie (laughs) yes it's not that family friendly no it's not and I I I kind of do have a problem with that like this this is a movie that again everything about the marketing of this really strikes you as like man this is going to be fun and childlike and i mean definitely for you know older audiences but this really struck me as like man this is going to be a really kid-friendly kind of superhero film 
And no, there's definitely some dark aspects to, you know, the villain in this movie that I was really like taken aback. I was like, wow, that there's one scene in particular. I was watching it going, Jesus, like, <laughs> I, I didn't expect this kind of level of kind of darkness in this Shazam film. And that struck me as kind of odd. And it, I'm not that familiar, like I said, with Shazam and his villains and what kind of road you could have gone down with a villain in this other than the one they picked. But yeah, I don't know. Like that, that aspect of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But um, other than that, I really loved it. <laughs> so, I mean, for, you know, for my age, I, I thought it was great, but it kind of bummed me out that I'm like, oh, wow, no, you should really, a kid should be almost basically in his teens to be seeing this film, I think. Yeah, it's definitely more of like a middle school and up kind of a thing. All right. Depending on your middle schooler. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you're not saying you didn't like it because or anything like that. Just that you felt like it was just like, whoa, this is not exactly I thought marketing was going with this. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's still, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think about how to put this in terms of like, DC and Warner Brothers and how how they are approaching their characters and approaching their audience like everything about the way they've been handling this seems like I would not have expected that kind of level of kind of dark I don't know like I'm repeating myself but it just it, it I find it weird but overall you liked it overall I really liked the movie very I'm very happy with it so like a key I, thing that you're like this this I'm this I'm I'm a fan here this makes me a big fan right here this just is- just all the humor and you know he's just a fun character if I have another complaint it would actually be that you know yes you're gonna have a villain and you're gonna have to spend time in a movie developing that character as well but if I have another complaint it's that I I guess I wish we could have spent even more time with Billy Batson and Shazam, him just kind of learning who he is and what he can do. I, I think that was the most fun I had in the movie. But whenever we had to go back to, okay, so what's the villain doing? It was like it was taking time away from that. And, you know, if I, I, I guess the ba- I wish the balance could have been a little different. Does that make sense? Yeah. But overall, I really liked it. Good. All right. Who's next? Yasha. I'm going of course. How typical. So understanding that I the wanted- bull would choose me next. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Michelle. Relax. I just kind of wanted to go. Kind of like, damn it. This is the one where she actually wants to go like first. It's making her I'm go like, last. I'm like, bull. You need to always wish to go first. That way you'll go like, last bull, in the future. Why are you going to be such a bianch? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So all right. here, here we go. Like my... I enjoyed it. I, I'm with you, David. Like, I think this very much earns its PG-13 rating. I don't I don't think this is for anybody really under 10, but it is definitely junior high school level. But that being said, it was much more kid-friendly than what I expected or anticipated, I guess you could say. Like, I don't know why I was expecting, you know, just kind of this cross-mix. I don't know. It just seemed a little bit campier than I was expecting or really um, wanting it to be. But I still very much enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was a very fun movie. I thought it was a very family-friendly movie, too. Like, very geared towards, you know, the younger market as well with the hopes of, you know, I think the hardcore comic fans and the fanboys and girls to come out and really support this film. Because it delivers. It was definitely a a fun movie. Mark Strong is brilliant as Dr. Savannah. Um, He just plays an awesome bad guy all around. Like, he's just so so into it and he said that at the panel that we were into when we were watching he actually you know somebody said you deserve more roles as a good guy and he's like i very much enjoy playing the bad guy like there's something i think he gets from just sinking his teeth into those characters and it shows like it's it was fun it was it was a good movie i really liked the i thought zachary levi was fantastic in it I wish we could have seen a little bit more of the playful side of Billy Batson so that we can understand why his personality was when Zachary Levi was Shazam. Because we don't really learn too much about the silliness and or the childlike behavior of Billy Batson until we see him as Shazam, in my opinion. It just kind of jumps in and then we're supposed to accept that this is the type of 
character that he is, and, and we do, um, but I guess that's what a little boy would realize if you had magical powers all of a sudden to turn into a superhero. Um, but we never really get a chance, in my opinion, to see a lot of the character development of him as this young boy who likes to you know, be funny and pull kind of pranks and that sort of thing. We learn a little bit about it when we first... That was a, Aside from that, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought the special effects were a lot of fun. I thought the fight scenes were great. I thought the ending was laugh out loud. I definitely laughed out loud at the ending and was fun to watch. And I hope that we see more of this character. I still hope we see this character kind of integrated into the DCEU, um, even though it just feels like they're running around over there with no formal leadership and direction as to where things are supposed to go. Um, but I, I mean, I hope we do see more of this character. I hope we see more of Zachary Levi in this character because I think it was a role that he definitely, he definitely does a really good job in and it's a lot of fun to watch. And it was just a great, you know, I have a really strong family friendly movie, but it definitely earns it's a PG 13 rating. Um, there are scenes where I was like, Oh shit. Like I was not expecting, but it just definitely landed very well and fit right in with the, the realm of the characters. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, Michelle, that leaves you. You finally get to go. Gosh, okay. Um, I I think I'm going to echo a lot of what y- Yasha was actually just saying, but I think, I'm a, I think I might be the harder cr- critic here on this film. Um, I liked it. I don't think i enjoyed it as much as you guys did though um i i think what yasha was saying i think kind of nailed it a little bit like i feel like seeing billy batson when he was a kid was one personality and then seeing zachary levi doing the shazam portion that's still billy batson i think was was a whole nother personality and i'm like what am i missing here because i'm not seeing as much of the kid Billy in Shazam Billy, I'm not seeing much of the fun side of what I'm seeing on the Shazam Billy in young Billy. I'm like, there's, there's a disconnect happening here and I'm not, I'm I'm missing something. Like I felt like the kid, you know, we see him, he's not so funny. Like he's not so like fun and like, I don't want to say chipper, but like kind of goofy ish. Like he just doesn't seem to have, he's very serious a lot of the time. And I get that he's, you know, going through his thing between, you know, running around trying to find his mother. And that's, a, that's a big thing for him. But like, I don't know. I felt like I was missing it. And then he turned into jam and he would just turn it into this fun, goofy little kid. And honestly, and I'm going to say this, and this is going to shock the sh- crap out of everybody here. I thought Zachary Levi was good in his performance, but sometimes he got a little too close to the border of goofy, but not like goofy fun, but like goofy, goofy, goofy. There was moments I was like, Zach, rein it in, buddy, rein it in, pull it back a smidgen. Like, I think he took it almost just sometimes a little bit too far into a goofy-ish realm sometimes. Not the whole time, though. So, I don't know. Um, Yeah, that would be my main complaint. But overall, like... I will say it's it's definitely much more lighthearted than the other Warner Brother films. Um, I thought the comedy I think was I was I was kind of mixed. There was times some of the comedy I thought really hit well and I thought was really good, and there were times I thought it, it like Asha said, got kind of campy sometimes, and I was kind of like, oh, I'm not feeling this so much. It seems almost a little too silly, like they're trying too hard to do things. Um, but I I agree. I think the villain is spectacular. Um, I think it, I was surprised that they went the way they did. And I, I also don't know a lot about Shazam as far, like my background with Shazam is extremely, extremely, extremely limited as far as the comic goes. But I was kind of surprised that this is their first villain out the gate. And it seems to be a pretty, um, like multifaceted layered villain, obviously, which we can't talk about, but, uh, I feel like my other problem is at the end, there's this big, there's this reveal, and I was like, I feel like that could have been a thing for the next movie. I really wanted to focus on this one person and not a whole that makes sense. <laughs> but I I liked it. But I didn't love it and I don't think I enjoyed it anywhere near as much as you guys did. Hmm. All right, everybody. Michelle hated it. 
Uh, yeah, if you don't love it, you hate it, apparently. Yep. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I enjoyed it. I know. I did I not know. enjoy as much as I thought I was going to enjoy this film. I will agree uh, that apart about the idea of the character of Billy Batson not really feeling like he's actually the same character when he's Shazam. And, and I had to sort of just maybe chalk it up to the fact that when you're Shazam, you probably wouldn't act like yourself. You'd probably be more giddy and more silly or whatever the case may be. But he definitely feels more like a kid when he's Shazam than he actually feels like a kid when he's Billy Batson. Exactly. Um, but there, one, I, one I will say who nailed it very well is a different character. Who, oh, we'll talk about uh, that later. And, and yeah, and I'm not going to say anything else. But uh, yeah, I thought they did a great job. I will say, and this isn't a spoiler. At least I don't think it's one. I don't get the details of it. But basically, like the um, the I can't think of it now. The like little quickie mart store scene, which is in the trailers that they go into, and they go into little, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. gas station shop, whatever. I thought that scene was great. Like from start to finish, that whole scene I thought was was spot on. I was like, okay, like, and then that scene alone even kind of got my hopes up a little bit. I think for the rest of the film, I was kind of like, this scene's really good. It's playing it really well. The humor's really good, and yet the seriousness is really good. Like I was like, this is okay. This scene's really, really. It's done really well, and I and I liked the way it played out. And then I think that might have set me up a little further down the road for not enjoying as much. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's kind of playing into what I'm saying about, like, as the movie progressed, I felt like we didn't get in to spend enough time with him kind of in that kind of humor area. Because, yeah, you know, at WonderCon, the stuff we saw was basically that scene in its entirety and stuff before that, which was, to me, a lot of the best stuff from the film. (laughs) And indeed, after that, I mean, I I will agree. I'm... I definitely said I love this movie. I think it's really good. My level of expectation and how I felt seeing it, it's definitely slightly lower than I was expecting. Like after watching that that stuff at WonderCon, I was just like, God damn it, this looks amazing. This looks like <laughs> this is gonna be a really, really right. fucking good movie. And I do think it's very good. But yes, if you're gonna consider my expectations and how I feel afterwards, I, I would say I'm slightly disappointed. But I even hesitate to say that because then it probably you know kind of like what you're saying, Bobby. Like you know, if you don't love it, you hate it. It's, then it sounds like maybe I don't like it, and that's not the case at all. Like I, I do enjoy the film, but I I was pretty high up there before going into it in terms of my expectations. So mm. That's that. If there's any disappointment, that's where it is. I will say, too, uh, real quick, you know, we're not talking about spoilers, so obviously we're not going to talk about mid-credit scenes or after-credit scenes. And, but I, I, will, I do have a problem with the mid-credit scene and that, without talking about it, you know, I, I feel like the line you have to walk when you're making a scene like this for a movie is where you want to, like, you know, play into stuff that the the fanboys are going to go oh my god i know what that is but you also want to make it i think entertaining for anybody like Mm -hmm. for me if you don't know what's going on that scene is just like what the hell is this i literally was (laughs) like like, sitting there going what the frickety frack is happening and that's how i am because like i since i don't know i have no idea i'm watching this going what the what the fuck is this like i that's i was like this is stupid you're not alone (laughs) you're not alone in that like i mean i'm like you really just well versed in compass yeah Yeah, but i mean you have to do research after that because I was planning on doing that. I have no idea what the hell that mid credit scene was all about. Right. Like I, the only thing that I thought was cool was, well, you know, uh, we'll get into that later. I'm sure, but go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to detour. No, that. no, it's just, yeah. You, you really just happen to be someone who might know what that is to go, Oh my God, I know what that is. And then you would probably enjoy it. But if you don't, it's not an interesting scene. It's just like a, Oh, okay. What's and that? The, and, the, yeah. fun, the funny thing is, is there was a part of me that was like, oh, is this digging more into different aspects of DC? Like for a second, I was like, is this going, is this going to be an addition in another way? Well, that's cool. And then it totally turned a corner. I went, okay, now I'm out. <laughs> I went, well, yeah. now I'm out. Okay, moving on. So, so that, that kind of bugged me. 
I I agree. It got a little too fanboyish, and and I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to sound like, but I was just like, yeah. There's a there's a balance to those scenes that you need to have. Anyways, Bobby, did you have what was your takeaway from it? I just I don't know. To me, it's comparable to Marvel in some of their mid credits and credits, and the fact that it's sort of like. A lot of people I've seen stuff for, they'll turn to question like, what was that? Or who is this? Or, you know, and I know because I know and I can see why other people would be thrown off. But I think if you know and you follow Shazam, then it's kind of a cool thing. But if you don't, I I can understand why you'd be scratching your head like, what was that and why? So, um, yeah, it doesn't feel any different to me than what Marvel does with some of theirs and even most recently with um you know in game not in game infinity war when you have the captain marvel pager at the end a lot of people were like what's that for you know and then you just explain it and kind of get people hopefully hyped up for, for the people who do know that can explain it to the people who don't i don't know though because I mean, for maybe- me when i've watched marvel movies and i'm saying this is someone i'm not the marvel guy so i don't know marvel universe that well there has been mid credit scenes or after credit scenes for Marvel movies that I also was like, I don't really know what that is, but there was something about the way the scene was done that I, you excited. I still was excited, even though I didn't even know what I was watching, <laughs> you know? And this is, I'm uh, for me did not do that. Like this was no. just kind of like a major head scratcher. Like it's not even like, Oh, it's the same character. It's what is this one? I don't know. And you know, what's like, crazy about that is, the crazy thing about that is, too, is that, I mean, Shazam is one of the older comics out there, one of the older comic books and comic stories out there. I, and I'll be the first to admit, when I first saw that trailer or that mid credit scene, I was like, I had no idea what was happening. Like, I was just like, well, what is this? Like, and maybe that's, excuse me, partly my fault, maybe not just being as familiar with the Shazam or the, that, that character story arc as I am with some of the Marvel um, story arcs. But it's like, like you said, David, like even watching some of them, I I may not necessarily know a lot about some of the characters, but I do know the the, the end part of it or those scenes always got me excited. They always had some sort of realm of a tease that really got me going. Like, I, I don't know much about Adam. I do know some, but at the end of the guardians of the galaxy volume two, when they introduce Adam it's just like, Holy shit. Like I, I was super amped to see not just the character on screen, but who's going to play that character. That's immediately where I went. But with this one, I, I was completely just taken back. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on, but, um, okay, cool. Uh, we got this happening. So hopefully the movie does well enough that we get this greenlit for a sequel. Yeah. I mean, I had people, you know, in the, for like in comparison to Marvel, like the two, the two in scenes in different films that involve the collector. Like I had friends that were like, I don't even know what the whole collector thing's about, but I am effing excited for whatever the hell is about to happen. I think it was the end of Thor, right? Was it Thor was the first one that had the collector or was it the second Thor? Uh, second, I want to say the second Thor. It was, the second yeah. Thor. Had the collector, and then there's the other end scene with the collector where things blown up, and um, what's the dogs running around, and then uh, what's his name? The duck is I can't. Uh, Howard the duck. Howard the duck is sitting there, and again that scene, people are like, I don't really know what's happening, but man, it's awesome! Like they were excited for it. Like I don't even understand this whole situation with the the collector and exactly the big big epic role he has to partake on this whole situation, but they were excited for it and. Yeah, like this this mid grid scene, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know what's happening here, but okay. Anyway, I mean, it's almost to the point of like when Stan Lee had that cameo in um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and he's talking to the Watchers. You know, like you don't know who he's talking to unless you're a comic book guy mm-hmm. and you're you're a fanboy or fangirl. You know, I guess right. you know you can take it into contrast of that because while those characters are minuscule to, you know, some, they still hold a very poignant part of, you know, the MCU and the society there with their what if stories and just having them constantly kind of meddle with things for their own night liking and whatnot. It's, you know, they're interesting characters and I honestly would love to see them kind of be integrated a little bit more into the storyline, but 
you know, that's neither here nor there. So just because we didn't know who it was or we weren't super excited with that one scene doesn't mean that a lot of people weren't. And, you know, that that holds true when it comes to like, you know, the same thing with the MCU and us knowing who the characters were and knowing what was happening. I mean, there were probably a lot of people with the Mar Captain Marvel scene at the end of the MCU when she was being paged or, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, doing that sort of thing and just making it, you know, we're excited about it or any other tidbits or even when Thanos first appeared and we're all just like, holy crap, you know, everybody's super excited. But then there are people that still didn't know who it was. I still have friends that are like, hey, who's that guy? And then I have to kind of go into it. I mean, hell, when when Captain Marvel was being paged, that got me all kinds of excited and goosebumps. And I had to explain to Shannon, I was like, you don't understand. Her coming into the MCU is going to be a big deal. And she's just like, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, like I mean, it's just like, this is this is all just to humor and entertain you, babe. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> so. All right. Well, unless anybody has anything else they want to say about Shazam. Uh, we had another week uh, movie that came out this weekend, Pet Cemetery, which uh, I was hoping to see, but I didn't make it to a second movie this weekend. Uh, Yasha, I know you saw it, so I'm going to go to you first. What did you think of Pet Cemetery? I thought it was garbage. <laughs> I, I, I almost was was kind wow. of kind of annoyed when I walked out of the theater because I had such real high hopes for that movie. Um, considering that I was a fan of the first one and I kind of liked it and, you know, I mean, the first one maybe it holds a special place for me as a child, um, cause I saw it when I was a kid, I saw it like when I was a kid, when I had no business watching a movie like this and it was late at night and I was home alone. I was like, there was no reason I should be watching this bullshit, but right. I was. And so the first one I found really, really creepy. Uh, this one, I don't know if it's because I, I'm more apt to knowing, notifying and, and identifying, I should say, the first, second, and third act of a film or how horror films movies work or the template of some of these things or the progression of the characters. I found them corny. I found them un, kind of unentertaining, um, a little predictable in a sense. And I was all around kind of disappointed. And... You know, David, like when we I talked to you about it the other day and you said that you read some article that somebody said that this was the most closely adapted Stephen King novel uh, that they've ever seen on film. I call bullshit on that because like today I spent a majority of a great actually not the majority, but a good portion of my day, like looking up videos to seeing like comparison and contrast to like the book and the movie and the book and the movie from the a 1989 version of the film was much, much more accurate than what this bullshit was. Like, I'm telling you, like, like they actually have a lot of the same similarities for the older movie, but this one, they just completely went off the rails and were like, hey, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want, and this is going to be how, is, is how it's going to be. And I did not like how they went and that, they did that. They took a lot, about, a lot of key components away from, like, the main character, um, his progression into basically insanity, which ultimately to me is like one of the best parts of like watching a kind of a horror or psychological thriller is watching the deterioration of our main character. And while we had that, it just wasn't there. Like I feel bad because it's just like the movie towards the beginning released, I, I felt like they started to kind of take off when it came to some of its advertising. Like, look, this isn't going to work. Like we've already sunk enough money into this. Let's kind of pull back on some of our advertising. And in all honesty, I just don't think that it did. Like, I thought the movie was kind of trash. I was highly disappointed in the outcome. I was highly disappointed in the ending. And I wasn't alone in that. Like, I was walking out of the theater and I was standing there and I was just kind of reflecting on what did I just watched. <laughs> and I heard this group of people talking and they were talking really bad about it. I was like, you guys talking about Pet Cemetery?" And the guy that I, that was like kind of the main person focusing on it, he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, what did you think? And he was just like, I thought it was absolute shit. Like, he couldn't not like the movie enough. Like, he was just like, I hated that movie on so many levels, it's not even funny. And I was like, wow. He's like, I'm a big Stephen King fan. I'm a big Stephen King nut. Huge fan of the book. Huge fan of the movie that they did back in the day. This, I don't know what the hell that was, but it wasn't it. And it just completely missed on all aspects of it. And he didn't enjoy it and neither did any people in his group we talked about how much we all collectively hated the movie for a second and then we parted ways so i guess hate is a really strong word i've seen worse but i just didn't really enjoy it and like i actually called you david to be like warn you <laughs> to like warn me 
dude, don't go see this movie. Like, <laughs> just you save yourself some time, some hours. Like, knowing you as a person and a guy, and like what you guys enjoy now and what you're really into. I mean, you're gonna want to make your own um, critique of this film, but. I, just knowing you, I don't think you're going to like it. I think you're going to get incredibly pissed off when you watch it, and you're going to like lose interest about three-fourths of the way through, and the ending is going to really fucking make you mad. <laughs> like It's just going to really piss you off. So, I mean, hey, man, you want to go see it? I would love to hear your response for it, um, but I don't think you're going to be pleased with the outcome. Well, and it's interesting that, you know, you called me to warn me to almost tell me, like, don't waste your time. Don't see this. But your level of, like, anger about the movie actually makes me want to see it even more just because I want to <laughs> see if I fall in line with what you're thinking or if I'm like, oh, my God, Joshua, you're under your mind. This was amazing. Like, you know, I, I now I'm really curious to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely probably going into it a little more concerned like oh man i'm I'm curious mm-hmm. to see it but i have a bad feeling about this now but you know what i mean like i'm, I'm probably still gonna see this now just because i want to see where i fall I, you know what i'm genuinely surprised that it's like it's rating so high on pet cemetery like yeah 61 percent fresh i mean if there isn't a bigger load of shit than i can possibly like <laughs> rate like i'm just like are you kidding me like 60 percent of the people rated this movie as fresh Oh man, go to hell. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and that's nothing against Jason Clark. I like Jason Clark. I love John Lithgow. But I watched this movie and I'm just like, I'm like annoyed at the fact that people put this. And then these are the same people that, like, on a movie that's just almost impeccable from start to finish, like Godfather 2. They're like, I don't know. Does a guy have to talk so, so much with like, like cotton balls in his mouth? Or like, all right, so the Dark Knight, does the Joker have to laugh at everything? Like, you know, something stupid like that. It's just like, you know, you have these people that, like, just go against the grain just to go against the grain. But, like, for whatever reason, they want to rate Pet Cemetery like, a complete dis... Completely leaving the traditional aspect of what the story was. Like, after reading and watching a little bit more of what this, you know, the original book was like, like, this is so far from what the original book was, it's just not even funny. Anyways... <laughs> All right. I was, well, I'm, was... done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I, I kind of went off on a tangent. No, you're good. No. Like, it's, just, I'm, it's not. It's like that. I'm just like okay. I I, I hated the movie because it's like I like I said there was definitely others that I didn't enjoy more. I just found this one to be like this is bullshit. Like this is unbelievably predictable and corny and campy. And it's like it's it doesn't even ring kind of close to accurate as to like what I was expecting from you know a remake of a movie or continuation of a storyline or anything like that. It's just kind of like, Oh, all right. So that's what we're doing. I, and I'll honestly, I can't wait to see honest trailers rip this movie to shreds. I really can't like, because they're going to, they probably have watched it and they're just like, Oh, I call bullshit. Like, so anyways, so was that Michelle? I'm done. I was going to say, if anything, hearing his review of this kind of pisses me off on a few other levels. Like, so, I mean, our movie theater put Pet Cemetery in the Dolby Digital and not Shazam. What please in e- the F? Please explain really? to me why the F Pet Cemetery needs to be in Dolby and Shazam doesn't? Excuse me, what? There's no reason. And There's so no now reason. to hear that There's that movie was reason. horrible makes me even more pissed off because, and and again, like... We saw it in the Limax theater, and it was fine, but I would have liked to have watched Sazam in the Dolby. I'm spoiled now. I, I have expectations for my comic book movies, and I want them in my Dolby. <laughs> and I want them in my Dolby. I want them in my Dolby cinema. <laughs> Dang it. And so the fact that Pet Cemetery won that coin toss really kind of pisses me off. And now it really pisses me off because it's a shitty movie, apparently. So by the F- way, by the way speaking of I Rotten... Just- Speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, it's, you know, the critics' consensus, I've never seen a shorter cr- critics' consensus ever. Like, it is four words. <laughs> and because, I mean, it is, like you said, 61%. The, all the consensus says is sometimes remade is better. Like, that's it. I'm like, really? No. What? Like, no. Like, seriously? Like, is, <laughs> is that on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, that's, right. that's like, the Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I'm... Bobby, did oh you see God. this? 
Yeah, I did. All right. So, oh Bobby, tell me like, what. <laughs> I, I fear you know, for I'm you, Bobby, if here. you like this movie. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say, David? And I was just saying, I, I fear for your friendship with Yasha if you liked it. So, like. <laughs> um, I didn't have as strong as reaction to the movie as, as Yasha did. Um, I don't know. Maybe he went in with super high expectations and whatnot, but I thought it was fine. It's 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 whatever. I I think this movie is for people who didn't watch the eighty eighties movie um, and don't really know the story, and they'll go in and they'll probably get some good scares and they'll have uh, something interesting to talk about because the concept is interesting and it has some uh, things that they if they did adhere closer to the book that I'm not familiar with. I haven't read the book, then I can see it being a little bit more of an update to the original version because the the spirit of it is still there. It's just that for me, I think that knowing the original and having seen it so many times that even though they do some new things in this one, as I said, the spirit of it is still there. So there's nothing really, so I, I guess nothing really seriously new there. Um, it, it's still some certain aspects that are the same and some things that did change. I still don't know how I feel about them changing it from what I knew of the movie, old movie, but I don't, I don't knock them for trying something different as well. I think my biggest problem with the movie is that I didn't feel any kind of connection with any of the characters. Everything felt very hollow. Um, the acting is fine for the most part. It's just that it, it, there's nothing really there to to make you care for these characters and, and their journey. I, I just didn't really feel for them in any sort of way. And, and I, I think that's important for this kind of movie because uh, if you get that right, everything that happens after a certain point, it really would connect with you in a way that feels so messed up and, and, and so crazy, but I never kind of got that from this movie and it's unfortunate. Basically, I just think that if the characters had had a little bit more to them, a little more, um, uh, maybe getting to know them a little bit more in some way, it, it would have felt a little bit better. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's fine for people who maybe have never seen the first one and want to check this out. And for people who have seen it, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's, it, I don't know that I would say you need to rush out and go see this one because of um, the general vibe I got from it. But I would say if you are wanting to see a horror film that's out right now, then sure, why not? Go ahead and check it out. You know, I was, I was about to start telling Bobby um, over the when we lost you for a second uh, there, is just, you know, like maybe my reaction is my visceral reaction is just a little bit much, but it's like I just or maybe I'm just a little too attached to what the original was. I just, you know, like I think he hit it mostly on the button when he said there's I, I just wasn't connected to the characters because that's a big one. Like if you're not attached to these characters that are going through these issues and going through these problems and being attacked or anything like that. If you don't feel anything. There's no empathy, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you're just watching kind of like a blood fest or whatever the case may be, but it's just kind of like you're just waiting for it to happen because you know it's going to happen. Um, so I guess, you know, that's maybe more where I stand is like I just didn't find caring all that much. And like I said, it's nothing against some of the actors. I think there's some and they're like, I really enjoy Justin Clark's work. Uh, damn, like I love John Lithgow. Um, Amy Simitz, I'm not super familiar with her. I, she looked really familiar, but I'm trying to remember what I've seen her in. Um, but aside from that, I mean, the movie was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, I didn't find it all that entertaining. I thought it was kind of, you know, I mean, bad, but I mean, maybe I'm just being overly critical of it as of right now. But that's just kind of how I feel. Right. I, I will say real quick, uh, so I, I've read a lot of Stephen King books, actually. One of, one of the authors I've read more of than most, and I'm, I've never been a big, big book reader, sadly, but I've definitely read a few, and I've seen a lot of Stephen King movies. For whatever reason, Pet Cemetery, I just have never... I never saw that original film. I never read that book, 
And I've actually, I've actually basically stayed away from any knowledge, not on purpose. It's just, I, I've never really found out anything about how that movie or book is. I didn't really know anything about it. So when we first got like the first teaser for this, you know, it doesn't really give a lot of detail about the plot, just that, oh, these people are moving into a house and there's like a pet cemetery nearby and it's something funky about it. Like that's really all you get from that teaser. That's really all I knew about the movie. So I think it was before a showing of something recently where I finally saw the the full link trailer for this version of Pet Cemetery that definitely reveals a lot more about what's going on in the story. And I didn't know any of that. And I was watching That's that. I was watching that trailer going, damn it. I think it would have been kind of nice to go see this movie, not knowing any of this. <laughs> like I did not know this aspect of the story at all. And oh, I, I wish I could have seen it uh, not knowing that, but it's too late now. <laughs> like now I know it's, I had heard that about the second trailer and i had avoided it even though i've seen the movie but i knew something was different because i heard people saying the second trailer spoils this thing and to me the way they were sort of dancing around it meant it wasn't what i was thinking and that it was something else so when i'm watching the movie and knowing that certain things are starting to happen then i i figured it out pretty quickly uh, what must have happened in the trailer. And I was like, wow, they showed that in the trailer. That's just, that's, this is the main reason why I started avoiding second trailers and, and stuff because they just start, they can't help themselves, but to give stuff away these days, it seems like. So I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I just only had watched that first trailer and, and stayed away from the others. Yeah. It's too bad. Cause for me, even that first teaser trailer, I, I thought it was, well done as trailers goes and that it it gives you this this eerie kind of just feeling and like the the atmosphere of this movie is going to be creepy just in and of itself like that's really all i needed and i guess i get that from a studio perspective they don't feel like that's what everybody needs to go see a movie but i don't know i feel like that teaser worked and even if you made a longer trailer that still just kind of played on that i feel like that would have been enough and no, you're wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, the first trailer did was plenty. Like them doing anything else after that was kind of overkill, especially when it comes to a movie like this. Especially when it comes to a movie like this and what they're released. And they should have honestly um, just gone with the name. And when I say the name, I mean Stephen King. Right. Like Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. They should have just gone with that. He has a name and is a big enough um, icon. To basically carry a movie at this point, right. like he let's just be real, he really is. You know, Stephen King's blah blah blah. I mean, you don't have to say anything else other than that. It's just okay, yeah. Let's go see this. Right. All right. Well, uh, last weekend Dumbo dropped while we were at WonderCon. Michelle, you saw Dumbo. I did. What What did you think of the most recent Disney live action adaptation? Um. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I feel like I've been the, I've been a pretty tough critic of the live actions from Disney, and there've been some hit and misses. I think, um, and I went into this one kind of going, okay, I I'm hopeful here, and but I'm skeptical. And like, I grew up, I really liked Dumbo when I was a kid. I I enjoyed watching it, and then you know, as I got a little older, I'd watch Dumbo and it'd make me cry, <laughs> but I still liked it. And I admit, there's there are a lot of issues that in today's environment are really wrong with that film. And I, I fully acknowledge that. Um, but it's still kind of a classic film. And at the time it was done, things were what they were, unfortunately. And it's just kind of how it is. But now we have a way we can kind of not rewrite the story, but make it a little more understandable, I think. Anyways, so... It went into this one kind of going, oh, we'll see. But I think my big thing was Tim Burton being the director. I was like, okay, Tim, like you haven't been doing great with me lately. And I feel really sad because it's like I want you to have kind of a revival again um, and maybe getting back to your roots. Um, I will say watching Dumbo, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, there's visually, it kind of is a return to Tim's roots. And I think I enjoy it 
and I enjoy the storytelling and the way it was unfolding and the way it was done. Um, but I can see other people having some issues with, with this film for that. Um, basically the, you know, and, and I won't go into spoilers, but most of the film, the first half of the film is, is done in a way that reminds me a lot of the way Tim did big fish visually. And even just kind of the feel of it is this kind of like childlike magic, but it was also kind of like softened. And then the second half of the film is, is a serious return to, th- to themes. I think you'd pick up on from, visually the the way uh batman was and the way that uh beetlejuice is done and it harkens back to an aesthetic that is very true to tim and i really liked it a lot for a number of things but i like the story it's it holds true to the way the uh original film was but obviously this is a major motion picture so they really had to bulk up the storyline and I think they did a really good job of it you know because it easily could have been a well well, what's going to happen here what's going to be so entertaining and they really they found a way to make the story of Dumbo a little bit heftier and in a really good way and it's got a lot of heart to it and I think the characters are written really well I think the actors did a really great job I I was very very impressed and you know me, unfortunately, I cried everything. I cried two damn near three times in this film. It was rough. Like, I was having a hard time. It was good, though. I, I'm i I'm very impressed with Dumbo, and I think if you haven't taken your family or kids or even a good little date night, it's it's a good one. I, I liked it a lot, and I don't know how anybody could look at the... I mean, and I acknowledge like that it's a computer generated thing, but how could you look at Dumbo's face and his eyes and not just be like, well, he is the best thing in the entire universe. Who could not love this, this creature? Like, it's just, it's just so good and so heartwarming. And I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I enjoyed it as much as I did. It, it surprised me quite honestly. That's, nice. what I would say. that's good to hear. Wow, yeah. cool. That's very good to hear. And that's definitely key, the the animation of Dumbo, especially when you're trying to get yeah. that kind of emotional reaction, I think, out of your audience. Like, the the it's, the animation of that kind of computer character. His big blue really, eyes. You can really and, screw that up. Yeah, I mean, they could have made, because Dumbo has these huge big blue eyes, you know, and it could have looked cheesy and it didn't it looked it totally natural for this this creature this elephant to look the way he did even with his big dumbo ears like everything was just done really really well i i i have to applaud disney on this one and tim burton i think this was like this was a good one and the music's really good in it too the score i i thoroughly enjoyed not surprising i mean like it's did elfman score that i think he did and it's it was it's a solid for me. I was impressed, and I did not think I was going to be impressed with this one at all. But I uh, yeah, I recommend it. Like you can't take your young kids to go see Shazam. Go see Dumbo, guys. You're it's totally it's all good. You know, Michelle, I went a completely different direction. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna start off with this sort of review, and then basically. Just- it wasn't going to meet your expectations. And that is is very promising, and I'm I'm excited to see. It. Like I really want to see it. I I recommend it. It it was it was enjoyable. I was I was surprisingly very pleased with this one. I left just kind of going, wow, that that could have gone a whole other way, but that was that was good. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter at flicker underscore effect. And uh, go check out our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. We've got some content uh, going up on YouTube from WonderCon. Bobby has an interview up there right now uh, with uh, the head of content over at Legion M. So, yeah, go check that out. And uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. 